Well, today was the fascial remodeling appointment to end all fascial remodeling appointments. I have been working since 2021 on my fascia with a professional, a fasciologist, and myself. But that wasn't until I got the green light to work on it myself because I was in pretty bad shape. I have been working with the same person. She started out as my OT. We took a month off because when she decided that, wow, I am helping this woman walk again and talk again, and I helped myself by working on my fascia, I think I can say goodbye to home health care and start my own business. She did. So during that month, while she was getting legal and everything set up, I tried to see other people and try to do other things. And everybody was just, they would just thought I was crazy. I'm like, push real hard on this knot and just get it out. <laughs> and they're like, I think you're being a little aggressive and I think we need to like reevaluate and you just need to roll your foot on this little ball. And I'm like, oh my gosh, nobody would do what I was asking. My fasciologist was like, Christy, I'm afraid for you to get a tool because if you get a tool, you're going to be just, you're just going to go at it. And I was like, no, no, I'll be good. Well, I got a tool. What did I do? I put this horrible red burnt mark in between my eyebrows. It was just god awful because it was feeling good. I was enjoying it. I started noticing the 11s, you know, the wrinkles in between your 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 eyebrows was going away and I thought, what lubrication? Who needs lube, right? Famous last words, right? I started rubbing and rubbing so hard that so much friction came up that I burnt the middle of my eyebrows. And you know how we scar and you know how it looked. So <laughs> it was pretty embarrassing for a while. So as I continued to work with my fasciologist and I learned to appreciate and understand my fascia more because that's all I've been doing for the past two years, just been working on learning about fascia and how important it is to your body and how it works. And I've been learning how to use the tools on myself. I swear by it. It's the only reason I'm walking and talking today. Right now, you know how when you hold something, you hold a hairbrush, you hold a steering wheel, I finally got rid of that pain and I can now hold it. Now my hand's sore. My hand's sore and it's gonna be a couple days, but you know what it was? Because I was like, why are my hands going? I never hurt my hands. Why are my hands bothering me? I mean, what the heck? What else am I going to lose? It was adhesed fascia from up in my arm and as I've mentioned before, it just gathers and gathers and it pulls and it pulls and it was pulling the palm of my hand so tight. That was from adhesed fascia at my elbow, adhesed fascia from my wrist was causing me to not be able to have a grip. How many of you out there just, it hurts to hold your hairbrush. It hurts to hold a steering wheel. Now I'm telling you, I, I, I'm going to have a black eye probably tomorrow. I'm still working on the quadratus lumborum back there. That, 
that's from that incident from where I fell and my canoeing and everything. <laughs> that that area still hurts, but I think we got to it today. I think we really did. But not being able to breathe through my nose, something that the ENTs and the doctors all thought, you know, not a big deal, was quite the big deal to me. And for those of you that don't know, and I don't expect everybody to listen to every single episode and to know exactly what's happened to me, and I don't want to retell a story, but, you know, growing up, I had this big hook nose. Somebody called me toucan one day, and I never turned to the side again. My nose stuck out further than my bosoms did, and, you know, not including my ribs, and I just didn't want to draw attention to my big old hook nose. Well, the day my little boy, at I mean, he wasn't even a year old, he popped back in just a little over a year old actually just a little over a year old popped back and hit me in the nose and broke my nose when the doctor said if you've ever wanted to do anything cosmetically to your nose insurance will cover it because you've got a bad break you've got some bad issues I was overjoyed I was like let's pick out my new nose I'm ready but all I wanted was just to get rid of that little hook. And luckily, the way my son broke it, thank you, son, I've got bosoms and I've got a nose, thanks to giving birth to my child. Very grateful. So it deviated my septum. It broke it off. And I went for six weeks. They did the first surgery. They kind of had to put it, they kind of had to like fix it to where I could. It was so bad that they couldn't do anything for six weeks. And during that six weeks, I got so stopped up that they had to pretty much take like a hammer and a nail and tap into my sinuses and then flush salt water through it in order to get it so I could breathe again. It was like, wow, the dams were were released. It was great. Then they had to do a surgery to fix the one issue. Then they had to do another surgery to fix that. So that is two surgeries on my one little well, not so little nose. Then I get the nose that I've always wanted. It's not like the Jennifer Grey nose where you don't recognize who she is. It's like, what did you do different? Did you color your hair? And I'm like, no, you know, it wasn't obvious. It was just something's different. So it's what I wanted. I was so excited. Three months after the wonderful nose job, I tripped over our dog in the middle of the night and for some reason, whenever I fall, I don't tend to stop myself. I just let my face hit it, whatever it's going to hit. And that's when I stop. I mean, go back to the age of five when I fell off the bike and used my, my upper lip to stop me when I hit the ground. And so I used my nose to, you know, <laughs> to, I guess, acknowledge I've hit the floor. And so I get this little bulbous thing on the side of my nostril, and I can't breathe. And I'm telling the doctors, this is a brand new nose. You've got to fix it while I still have insurance before I lose my job. You've got to fix my nose. Now, nope, I wouldn't touch it. There's nothing to worry about. Well, over time, just like the fascia tightened and tightened in my arm and made it to where I couldn't use my hands, imagine what it's doing in your nostrils. I would wake up, panic attacks, going, oh my God, I can't breathe. 
going back to the movie, The Abyss, thinking, I, you got I can't, I, you know, I, I can't swim. I'm going to drown. And, and the guy's got to save me and he's got to let me die and then resuscitate me. That it was Andy McDowell and Ed Harrison or whatever. I mean, it's just, that's my whole thing. I'm going, oh my gosh, I can't breathe. Take a deep breath. Well, today it was quite painful, but sat there, been working it on my own. And my fasciologist was able just to sit there and get right there on the septum. And as she was going down, I had to put my hand on the side of my face and I had to push into it. And when I say push into it, I mean, I am pushing into something that feels like, I don't know, a hot metal dagger. And I'm just going, it's for the greater good. It's for the greater good. Go for it. And then I can't breathe through my nose. I got to breathe through my mouth because I can't use my nose because she's got to focus. And I'm going, okay, just go. Just do it. There you go. I can breathe through my nose. The doctors didn't care, but I sure as heck did. Oh, I love it. It is so exciting for me. And I told my husband, because my husband, I, he's given up on the CPAP machine. I've already packed that sucker up. I tried to catch it up for him. I was trying. I wore it for about four hours the other day. And I said, you're already like three weeks into having it. And you have to average four hours a night. And I'm like, I think we've got a hundred and some hours. I said, I can't do this. And he said, well, I, he said, I don't know why you're doing it. He said, I'm never going to wear it. And I said, well, you've gone to all this trouble to have it. I just don't want you six months from now being upset because you don't have that CPAP machine and you might want to give it a try. He says, I am never going to try it. Well, he has a problem with his nostrils. So I'm like, you know what? Could be your fascia because he had some work done on his fascia on his face before and his snoring eased up. No doctor can help him. The CPAP machine isn't working. That's my next thing. Gotta, let's try it. It's non-invasive. Let's see what it does, right? So that's what I want to do. And I ask you to work on your fascia. If you buy one of my tools, that's cool. It's not my tool. It's Ashley Black's tools. But if you buy it through my link, to my understanding, you get a discount. You get a discount if you're a first-time uh, AWOL customer, and you're supposed to get a 10% discount if you're a repeat customer through my link. And that's through the Fascinating AWOL Zebra, and that's through the AWOL Zebra podcast and all that. And just If you want it, just message me. I'll send it to you. But you don't have to get it, but I'm telling you what, the tools truly work. If you can find another way, that's good. But I ask you to go ahead and work on your fascia. I truly believe it is, the, it is the only reason I'm up. It's the only reason I'm able to do this. I'm not going to be out running marathons, but my pain is manageable. The fact that I can use my hands, and it'll be better in a couple of days. The fact that I finally got, I think, to the last, I'm hoping, the last bit of fascia from where that truck ran over my foot. I'm telling you what, anybody wants to drive away from me, more power to them. They can go because I'm sure as hell I'm not going to stop somebody if they want away from me. They can't go just boom, boom. I'm never going to ask. I'm never going to try to stop somebody from leaving me again. Go, 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 go. Because when somebody is backing up and they roll over your foot and you're like, you're on my foot. And they're like, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. And they get out and come around and go, well, I am. What do I do? I'm like, either go forward or go back and finish the job because get off my foot. So you see, no one, <laughs> well, my son, 
I'd, I'd risk him running over my foot, but I hope I'm never in that position where my son's ever trying to leave me like that. So we're not going to hope for that. But no, I'm telling you, I learned my lesson. My body, we're, we're talking about Christy 2.0. I've been working too daggone hard. I don't have time for anybody to violate and bust up anything on my person. I have been working too darn hard. And I'm trying to get, you know, great interviews and wonderful people to come on. And I've got quite a few people. And what I'm doing is I'm doing like a pre-interview. Well, I think I kind of made a mistake. I told you about where I feel like I felt preyed upon. I mean, you know, when you were at, and, and I bring this up, I just got this message from this woman. She found out about, uh, I was discussing something in a group with some woman and she, and I have brought up, you know, I don't know about you. I said, but I got some of these red splotches on my face. And I said, after I released the fascial adhesions around it, it went away. And I said, I don't know if we have the same thing. I said, but it was actual, I, wanna, I don't want to call it a blood blister. Remember, this is all from the patient's perspective. Just take what I say with a grain of salt. But my skin didn't look good. It was ashy. It was white. It just, it looked like I wasn't getting oxygen. I mean, I guess it looked like a cadaver on, on feet, you know, because after I went into the eye doctor the other day, it was like, what have you done? She's wearing a bra. She's got on jeans and she's got color. But I had this like, it was like a blister, but it wasn't. You couldn't pop it. You couldn't do anything. It looked like a mole. It was a permanent part of my skin. Well, after releasing the fascial adhesion, and what you do when you do that is you're, you're increasing blood flow is what you're doing when you release a fascial adhesion. The, the whole part of it is a brisk movement in order to increase blood flow, which then allows the blood to flow once you've broken the adhesion. So after the adhesion was broken, that red little mold just kind of went away. And I was like, what in the heck? So I just mentioned it to this woman. I said, you know, that's kind of what happened to me. I said, but I don't know about you. Well, another person had read it and said, and I brought up, you know, we have a sister group dedicated to it. So another woman who wasn't in the conversation interrupted the conversation, which was fine or whatever. And she just said, I'm interested in the sister group. I said, well, of course. So I sent her the link to it and everything. And then she joined it. And I said, let me know if I could be of any help. And she just said, I'm desperate. I'm desperate. I'm going to read through the group and I'll let you know. I'm like, okay, well, I've been there. I've been that desperate. I was on the verge of a feeding tube. I was being measured for a wheelchair. I had neurostimulators, nerve stimulators, whatever you want to call them, put into my body, extracted from my body. I've had cancer. I've had all, I've got the MCS, the POTS, the this, I've got it allergic to foods, just, I guess that's the whatever, just everything. And the only thing that has worked for me is working on my fascia. And every time I add another modality, I learn a few things, but they set me back a little bit. The only thing that has been my tried and true best friend right now is working on my fascia. And that power is in you. You can work on your fascia. If you want to buy one of the tools I have, go for it. If not, don't. But work on your fascia. It doesn't cost you anything just to sit there and rub a little bit. could be fun, you know. 
And the thing is, is when I was so desperate, I had individuals that offered me all of this support. And these individuals were going to help me with my breathing. They were going to help me with the how to walk. They were telling me that I wasn't eating properly. Well, I don't need to join a group for somebody to tell me I don't eat properly. I know that. I, I, don't, I've, I dealt with a nutritionist when I was malnourished. I'm not an idiot. I understand, you know certain things I need to eat. I know stopping and getting a soda pop, my guilty pleasure, isn't the best thing to do, but now I can stop and do it. When you're bedridden for two years and you have to hope somebody stops and gets you a soda pop and you're not bothering them, you know, it's a nice freedom. It as ridiculous as it is, I'm getting, getting ready to cry. It's a luxury to be able to drive and drop my son off at work and say, ooh, I'll run by the Chick-fil-A and get me a soda pop. Or 7-Eleven, whatever, Sonic, just get one. Is it good for me? No, it's not, but let me indulge. So when I was at my lowest and I couldn't hold my head up and I had people telling me they could help me and would spend hours talking to me. Now, I have spent hours talking to people. I spent an hour and 40 minutes the other day talking to a woman because she had a fasciologist near her. And I can help you find one. There's some, not many, but there's some in the United States. And I can try to help you find one that does what, what you need done. But she had the benefits of being close to one and wanted to hear my experience. An hour and 40 minutes. And I can tell you what, you can lead a horse to water, but, you know. And this woman just seems hell-bent and happy and being in a wheelchair and is happy being catered to and having everybody wait on her. That, that wasn't what I wanted. And I have spent time talking with people, trying to help people figure out how to use these tools. And that reminds me, I've got somebody that I've got to send my vocal cord technique exercises to. I've got somebody else I've got to message about how to use a tool. And I'm falling behind and I'm so embarrassed but I'm really trying to keep up, and, and I'm, I appreciate all of your messages, and I'm responding to each and every one of you, and if I owe you an exercise or if I owe you something, I will get it to you. I promise I will get it done. It's just I'm a little overwhelmed, and I'm trying to accept. I'm, I'm trying to live this illness and help at the same time, and I'm learning as I go, you know. And I, I put out, you know, little little videos on the fascinating AWOL zebra showing, you know, how to work on your head, how to work on your neck, you know, how to work on your feet, just real quick for individuals. But I have individuals that just want to, you know, talk to me about working on a certain body part. No, and I, I want to help. But when I was at my lowest point and this woman spent time talking to me, now, like I said, I've spoken to these people. And I haven't, you know, it's been time away you know, for me working on the bills or resting or doing something I needed to do. But I'm not being a martyr. I'm not asking anybody to feel sorry for me. I chose it. I just want to help because I understand what it feels like to be so daggone desperate. But then after spending two hours talking to somebody and thinking they're going to be your savior, you're that damn desperate. And the next words out of their mouth are, how do you want to pay the $7,500 I just said, that's it. I, what, I, what? And then 
this person, maybe their heart was in the right place, but a couple days later, because I hadn't signed up yet, have their kids calling me on video chat. We love you, Christy. We know you can get better. We want you to get better. I mean, come on. And then there's another woman telling me she can help me sit and she can help me learn and help me, you know, online. So I bought just for, you know, because it was a $3,000 value that you can get for $192. And I don't know how you can determine how teaching somebody how to sit properly and all this stuff is a $3,000 value that you're offering for $192. But she had a lesser package for $27. And I said, I'll bite. So for $27, I said, let me see what she does for me for $27. Well, thank the Lord I didn't sign up for the $192 package. My friend in the Netherlands signed up for the $192 package, and she got the same, if not worse, treatment than I did. So you see, I have a hard time dealing with individuals that offer you the moon and tell you that they can help you when they're going to virtually do it. I would love, you know, to have something, you know, I've never not been completely upfront about the fact that I would love to turn this illness and to somehow make money, not by charging you to listen to me, but hey, maybe sell you an AWOL zebra t-shirt. Who doesn't want a cute little zebra to wear on their shirt or a little decal or something like that? I'm working on it. Got a cute little zebra because I can only use the fruit stripe one, but for so long, I just didn't expect anybody to be interested in anything I had to say or join my groups. So I just grabbed a happy little zebra because everybody else had all these like regular zebras. And I'm like, no, I want a happy little zebra. And the fruit stripe zebra was the closest one. And then I just kind of recolored them and gave red hair for my son. And well, there you go. And so now I feel like we need to accent the AWOL. And whatever that means to you, I don't know. But I look at it as like we are not individuals that are going to allow a doctor to tell us that you are stuck in a wheelchair. We are not going to allow somebody to tell us how to eat and drink and how to sit because we'll figure that out. We're a community. I can tell you when you're going up the steps, your weight's supposed to go forward and you're supposed to go into the foot that's going up the step, not putting your weight in the back. You don't have to go buy that Jenny DeBond book. Her 48-hour response was umpteen 48 hours ago. Don't tell me you're going to respond to me within a time limit and you don't. That is why I will respond to each and every single person that takes the time to listen to me or, or write to me. I promise you I will because that's my big pet peeve. And I already went over Olivia Newton-John and now she's passed away. And now she'll never get the opportunity to respond to my three-page letter. But remember, she was being stalked during the time that I sent her her letter and I'm assuming that perhaps my mail got you know confiscated by the FBI and that's how I'm gonna live the rest of my life and think about it so I have not had much luck with online people and there's a gentleman that was really good and I could wish I could remember him but he's in the UK it's a couple of dudes and they're like the mobility dudes or the I'm not sure what they do but I had a Zoom meeting. It was for free, and he would work with you. It's, a, it's an expensive program because he was going to help somebody that re recommended me to them in Australia. She just didn't have the funds for it, and I thought, well, let me bite. I'm going to take a look because I want to, you know, I want to try everything before I down anything, you know, because <laughs> that's, that's one of the things I always told my son. If you're going to an argument, make sure you know both sides of that argument because usually the most 
idiotic people will sit there and battle something that's so widely known, like say the Bible, and they've never read it, you know? So I'm always like, before you go get in a fight or before you sit there and go tech to tech with someone, make sure you know both sides. Be able to debate both sides. So I want to be able to say I've been there, done that, tried it, as opposed to that doesn't work, but it's just because I say it doesn't. I'm telling you the fashion stuff works because it's worked on me. Hopefully it can work on you, but it's not going to really cost you anything to go in there and rub on a knot now, is it? You can you can go talk to somebody. You can go have somebody do some myofascial release and ask them to go a little bit harder. That's what she said. And see if you don't get some kind of result. But this dude that I saw in the UK virtually, he was just working with me. He says, Christy, I'm going to be honest with you. And I said, well, thank you. I'd appreciate that. He says, I don't think I can help you. Not virtually. He said, what you've got going on, no one can help you with virtually. He said, I couldn't do my due diligence and it wouldn't be right. It was like, it's not five dudes plumbing. Well, it wouldn't be five. <laughs> five dudes plumbing. There's five guys burgers or whatever, and there it wasn't five dudes plumbing. I wouldn't have them check my plumbing. Well, it might be kind of fun, but I, um, what was it? I don't know. Somebody in the UK, mobility doc or something like that. And I was so appreciative that he was so kind to say, "I can't help you." I was grateful for that. So as I've been asking people. I think you have an interesting story to share, you know, or, or if you have a story to share, message me. I'd love to hear from you. Well, this woman had contacted me, and I believe that before I just put somebody on the air with me, I want to know what it is they've got in their arsenal of stuff. Now, you know, not that, you know, I'm so, you know, you know I did the Dirty Laundry episode so that in case I ever did, come to a position that I could try to make a difference, that nobody could ever come back at me and try to embarrass me or say something because I've already admitted everything really that was truly not something that I would want people to know. I told my son everything first and then I told you. So I don't want, you know, I don't want anything you know, any skeletons in my closet. I'm trying to be very forthright and coming, uh, you know, as to everything that I've done and what I've done and been through so nothing could come back and bite me in the derriere if I was to ever make a success of trying to help somebody. So I put that out there in one of these groups. This woman messaged me. She says, I've written a book. I'm not available until August. And perhaps we'll get in touch then. Here's my contact information. Make sure you contact me. Well, I'm kind of like, if you want to come on the show, let me know. I'm not going to hunt you down. So in the meantime, I'm looking up everything about her. Now, in the middle of all this, I get another message from somebody. And this woman was like, oh, sure, I'd like to do the podcast. So... She gives me her number, and I call her, and I'm talking with her. And she's like, well, you know, I figure, you know, I've, um, I, when I asked her, I said, what, what is it you'd like to share? And she said, well, you know, I just figured you contacted me because you know of all the wonderful things that I've done, and I, I just figured you were just really 
impressed with my uh, with what I've done for the community and I just figured you know you would know what you'd want to talk about and I said I don't even know who the heck you are I said you messaged me I said I have no idea who you are and then when she started telling me everything she did and I went and looked her up I said oh my gosh why do you want to come on with me <laughs> you're pretty darn good <laughs> but we got over that, and I'm excited because she's going to come on the program soon. But I just thought it was kind of funny because I'm like, I don't know who you are. I said, this whole illness thing is new to me, you know. But I want to make sure that anybody that I associate with isn't going to offer something that I wouldn't do myself. So as I go back to the woman that isn't available until sometime in August... And I'm reading everything that she does. One of my main things is everybody that I've interviewed has HEDS. With the exception of my fasciologist and Axel Bolin. But my fasciologist, there we go. My fasciologist is a trained occupational therapist and is a certified lymphedema person. Certified lymphedema, is that what you would call it? And then Axel Bolin is the creator of the fascia guide. You know, um, he does a lot of scientific studies. Uh, back in the day, when doctors would go to medical school, and I guess that part where you're going over the cadavers, and they, like, throw the fascia in the trash, and then start working on the body, well, he's the one that pulls the fascia out of the trash, and is like, let's study it. So he's the creator of the fascia guide. I think he knows one, one or two little things about fascia. My fasciologist, because she worked and tried what she, the fascia remodeling that she experimented with, truly experimented with on me, she did on herself. And she was able to do things that the doctors weren't able to do for her. And from what she found by working with me and from her experiences, set her off to her own brick and mortar business. I was her very first customer, very first patient, and it's because of her I was introduced to the world of fascia, and I, I, I led me to my diagnosis and everything. So those are the two people that I have interviewed, let me think, yeah, that don't have this illness. Everybody else, if you're going to come on, you either need to have this illness or there's a reason why you're there. You know, maybe I've got somebody coming on eventually. It's a husband and wife team where the wife has it, the husband doesn't. But the episode will be about the other zebra, about what it's like to be the companion of someone with this illness. So as I'm reading about this woman, I'm reading what it is she does. I'm like, wow, she's got all these credentials. I hope um, you know, and, and as I've, you know, I've, I've interviewed politicians, I've interviewed all these people and this, that, and the other. You don't have to be incredibly smart to be able to do an interview, but when you come across somebody that's got all these credentials and you just got this little bitty old podcast, you're like, wow, you know, that's pretty cool. But I think a lot of this podcast, it's not, you know, it's, it's what gets me going. It's what makes me feel vital again when I was feeling so worthless and I couldn't get back into the world of radio. So it means a lot to me. So the fact that somebody wants to come on the podcast, it means a lot to me, but I think a lot of the podcast, because I think a lot of the listeners 
the individuals that come back each and every day. You mean the world to me because it wouldn't be working without you coming back. And without your messages, I wouldn't know what to talk about. Little things like that. So, I also, I don't want to do a disservice to the listener. I don't want to put somebody on that's going to do the very thing that I wouldn't allow an individual to do in one of the groups, you know, to come in and, and sell what it is they're doing. So as I'm reading, taking me a long time to get about this story about this woman, isn't it? So as I'm reading about what it is she does, because she says, I can, with this modality, I can help individuals with EDS, musicians, chronic fatigue, on and on, and this, that, and just going one after the other. And, and it's kind of reading like one of those laundry lists, you know, come to our school. You can be an HVAC technician, a vet tech, a dental assistant, heating and cold. I mean, just one of those. So it's this laundry list of things that she can fix. And then I get to this laundry list of credentials that she has. One of them was, and I don't even remember, I, I kind of just, I was shocked when I saw it. It was, I think it was a life coach and something else, but one was certified laugh therapist or something like that. And nowhere does she state that she has this illness. And I'm thinking, okay, what all does she do? So I started reading a little bit more into it. And again, I'm trying to think of how her modality and exactly what is it she's doing is going to help a person with HEDS, EDS, whatever you want to talk about it, and a musician. Like, what is it she's targeting? What, what is it she's trying to get to? And then I read a little bit further more into it. She's offering these online courses. It's like, I don't know. $799 for uh, 15 which might seem like a good deal for you. I, I, I don't know. And again, I'll bring up these things that I've tried. And just because they don't work for me doesn't mean they won't work for you. But to the root of everything, just like the root of my pain, the root of my issues with this illness are down to the bottom line that I have adhesed fascia, her bottom line was she wants to sell these courses. Yes, she wants to sell this book and she wants to get people to her practice because she's in the United States, but she wants to sell these online courses. And I thought to myself, I'm just doing a little bitty old podcast. Anybody can do a podcast. If you hear my Spotify commercial, you know, Spotify for podcasters, anybody can do it. You can do it with any kind of equipment. And this woman seems to have enough credentials that she could do her own podcast. She doesn't need to come and do it on mine. But she has all of these things that certify her for all of these things. And she has all of these things she can fix. She doesn't have the illness. When I finally got her to answer my question, it was, I've been around it so much 
that I have empathy and I have felt that I have maybe not to the extreme, but I have borderline EDS. So that's where we'll leave it. And that's what she told me. And I just said, I can't have her on. I'm like, how do I get, how do I get out of it? You know, what? <laughs> I feel rude, you know. I mean, she, she contacted me and I thought, well, you know, that's good. I see the book. But then I started layering back, you know, peeling back the layers of the onion and got to that 15 online course for $7.99. I don't know what it was. Empower your inner being or empower your inner laughter. or It was something about like learning how to not feel like a hamster in a wheel, learning how to take back your life and all of that. But you, you did that for $7.99. I just, I'm not making any money from you doing this. I can't have this woman come on and be associated down the road because I wouldn't do it. If I won't put it in my mouth, I can't ask you to. I don't know why that just came out like what, but yeah, if I'm not going to do it, I can't ask you to. Now, that doesn't mean that I wouldn't have a physical therapist come on one day, you know, because I, I don't do a regular physical therapy. It's just not for me. But because I don't do it, doesn't mean that I wouldn't put that person on because I do believe that there are some good parts and some bad parts about it and that it can benefit people. But I just don't know how this 15-hour online course for $7.99 to, I don't know, find the inner you or to be all you can be or whatever it is, I can be any part of. I would feel like I was doing a disservice by having this person on. And I don't feel right having them on for them to promote their book because at the end of it, it's going to be, well, where did you hear about it? On AWOL Zebra. That's why, like in our groups, you're not allowed to put links. You're not allowed to put links because one time this 17-year-old girl, was she was in my group, and this person sent her a link. Well, it ended up, it was so bad, and I don't really know because, I mean, Facebook could be putting more on it than what it is, but I got this message from Facebook saying, this happened in your group. We felt you should know about it. It's been removed. The person's account has been deactivated. It broke our violence and whatever rule. It, I mean, it was so bad, I couldn't see it according to Facebook, but I could see the person that did it, but it sent, and so the little girl messaged me, I say little girl, she's 17 years old, and she messaged me to let me know, but it sent her to some like sex dungeon or something, I don't really know what it was, but it was some horrible thing, so we had to put up a thing, no links in the group, well, it caused this big chat thing, the one and only time I've ever done a chat in Facebook and I'll never do it again because I said what I said and when I did it, I said, look, because of this incident, 
we got a, a Facebook violation. If somebody wants to know about a product, take a screenshot of it, and you can post it in the comment, but you are not, you know, it's don't just do a post and say, these are the supplements I use with the link to it. We just can't do that. That's just going to be the best way I can remedy this is just no links. Well, underneath that post, the person that had already violated the rule went ahead and did a comment and had a link to her vitamins. So that person had to be removed from the group. But it created this whole chat thing. And people were, you know, making these little comments. And one uh, person finally came in and said, you know what, Christy, you're, it's not very clear exactly what you're saying. And I think perhaps you should just take a breather and come back and revisit it. I said, I think I've been very clear, if not crystal. Bottom line is, no links allowed in the group. End of discussion. No more discussion. That's it. No post about something you use with a link to it. No comments about this is what I use with a link to it. Not up for discussion. That's it. Because it caused a lot of problems. It upset this little girl. And I don't know how bad it was and everything for her. But it eventually just got back to a group that so many people depend on and put us in a violation. So just like I tell you, hey, work on your fascia, but at your own risk, because I'm not a medical professional, especially if you've got blood clots and stuff like that, don't do that. And don't do over breast tissue. But take what I say with a grain of salt, but use your own discretion. I just can't have this woman come on and then it looked like I am promoting something that I vehemently, I hope I use that word properly. I'm so proud of my word of the day, that I just don't agree with. I don't believe that this illness can be fixed with virtual one-on-ones. I don't believe that somebody can sit there and watch me breathe for 10 minutes and then explain to me what I'm doing wrong. I believe that maybe somebody can get there and you can run like a breathing session, you know, everybody breathe in and exhale. Hey, if you want to charge, you know, if you want to you know, pay me for that and I'll run a group and I can talk to you until you breathe in and breathe out, you know. But I don't believe that I need to join an app you know, that's $5 a month, but when you read the fine print, it's really $60 because you have to join for the entire year. I don't believe that I need to join somebody that's a certified life, life and laugh coach to learn how to not waste time during the day to make myself understand this illness better. I don't need to pay $799 for 15 online courses, but maybe it'll work for you. And if it does, that's good. But I'm not going to invite the person on to share it because I feel like that means I'm saying, hey, I'm all for it. Because I want to be for the great good. <laughs> that's all Spider-Man-y, right? With 
great reward, responsibility, whatever, something like that. But the bottom line is, I have to do my due diligence and I need to look and see exactly, you know, what is the reason somebody wants to come on and share their story? And I really didn't think that was going to be a problem because, like I said, it's just this little bitty old podcast where I share my day-to-day, and I didn't think anybody would want to come on and, you know, it's 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 like the people that come on and they want to sell those T-shirts and this, that, and the other. And that's created problems for people. I just don't want to... Take somebody when when they're in their deepest, darkest moments and be a part of them buying into what they think is going to fix them and it doesn't and it will just break my heart just as badly as I feel about not getting my videos out to some individuals and getting these uh, exercises out to this one woman. I mean, I've got to hurry up and get it done. As a matter of fact, that's what I got. I need to go do at this point. But it would just weigh heavy on my heart. I I can't do that. So I appreciate you coming back each and every day. I appreciate you coming and and uh, sharing with me and and teaching me some things here and there. I love your messages. I love hearing from you. I hope that things are getting better for you. If I do nothing but maybe keep you company, if you're a little bit lonely, hey, I get lonely too. You know, you've only got but so much you can do. And when you're stuck in bed, not too many people come by to visit. Now do they? So, a podcast, you just flip on and there you go. So I appreciate you spending your time with me today. I hope your pain is minimal. I hope you've eaten. you got to make sure you've eaten. The AWOL Zebra Agenda, the three things. Have you done three things today? And if you couldn't, don't be too hard on yourself. Have a better day tomorrow. Thank you. Just thank you so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. I look forward tomorrow to finding out how badly I'm going to hurt after the releases Today, I took my son to work. I've done a curbside pickup. I brought in a couple groceries that were frozen that I could carry. I can't do much else other than that. So we're going to see how things go, and hopefully tomorrow will be sheet day. We can have fresh sheets on the bed. We'll find out together. Stay tuned. We'll find out. Crystal Lynn Hanchi, AWOL Zebra. Thank you for joining me. Have a lovely day.